bitches. Welcome back to Black Cops Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Flash, Season 9, Episode 3, Rogues of War. Teleplay by Jeff Hirsch and Jess Carson. Story by Sam Chalson. Directed by Brenton Spencer. That's a name I have not... I feel like I have not heard before. He did some work on The Legacy, Sanctuary, Stargate, Atlantis. And now I know why I don't recognize his name from any of the other content that I have covered since I have not watched any of those television shows. This episode was okay. It was better than last week's, but it certainly had a few things that quite blatantly do not interest me. The whole back and forth that they're doing with that child (laughs) and this grown ass man is a little ridiculous. I wish they would, would at least have by now decided to more better utilize these characters or even grow them together. But they said, no. No, no, no. I won't do that. (laughs) So here we are. Here we are. Uh, As far as the, the main villain, I will hold my commentary, but their initial reveal certainly left one a little underwhelmed. Before we jump into the review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, go down to the raise section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. I am going to be changing my schedule. Most of the shows that I record now will be on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So no Monday through Thursday. I will be putting out the calendar because I've been kind of hiding it from myself because I don't even want to set myself up for that failure so that I can be dragged on social media by Mimi, Shy, Sasha, or all three. But after this week, I will get it updated and it will be there for you to, to, uh, to review at your leisure. I am uploading content to YouTube, not even really advertising my YouTube channel. (laughs) It's just in case you really want to go there for any particular reason, but I will not have video of me. Unfortunately, I don't record myself when I'm recording. I don't even think I would be interested in doing so. It's not to say I don't see others that do do that. However, YouTube is just mainly for, you know, Some platforms are not in all other countries. So I thought, what's the big deal? Takes a good three to five minutes to to convert an audio to a video file. And I do have all of those uploaded to to YouTube, or at least recently, um, if anyone wants to check those out. But you are not going to see videos of me there. So if that's what you're going there to look for, (laughs) just giving you the heads up. But some people also feel more comfortable leaving comments on like a YouTube than they would say uh, a podcasting app. So just an avenue. 
Now that I have that housekeeping out of the way, let's jump into this recap. At Corbin Labs, two rogues become three with the addition of Amar with Boomerang and the Fiddler. Now, Amar should totally be Ragdoll's girlfriend, right? It made me a little sad that I'm not getting Ragdoll, at least not to my knowledge. <laughs> but I was thinking, man, if I saw Ragdoll and Amar, I'd be like, let's go. Boomerang, still not impressed. And the Fiddler just, I don't know. I can't get behind their powers. Just bringing a violin everywhere feels very cumbersome. What's up with that guard though, bruh? You are a white man with a gun in America, right? Two people have broken in and they're discussing how they're going to take you down. You don't pop off one shot, not one. In Paris, Iris and Barry are baby mooning. For some reason, I thought that meant something different. And I realized that I <laughs> clearly have had the wrong idea of what that meant. You're so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. I'm surprised I have not been called out for it because it's like, oh, duh. They love some lists, though. They love making lists. Iris made a list in season four. <laughs> Barry's always making lists. Uh, it included, apparently, impressing Chef Annabelle with the creme brulee they perfected in flash time. Barry's excited they will finish the list prior to her becoming pregnant, but Iris has a worried face every time he brings the death nail up, which could just be a normal reaction because it would be mine. It's the final They both go to the crime scene with Barry like, can I get a doggy bag? <laughs> like, no, they don't do that there. There are countries where you cannot ask for salt and pepper. And I'm like, uh, I will be bringing out my Frank's Red Hot from my purse when and wherever I feel. At Star Labs, I have to deal with the high school drama of Chuck and Allegra with the latter or I don't even know. If it's the latter, is it the latter? Yeah, chasing a skittish Allegra who is skittish for no reason. I'm still not over the fact that she thought she could compel a man to think the way she wanted just because she kissed him. Or it could be because she totally was down to bring back Frost and because he got off the elevator with Keon, she felt embarrassed and it turns out that she is uncomfortable around her because she's like, you're not the version I wanted. <laughs> Speaking of Keon, she now talks to plants. At Corbin, Iris updates Kramer on the stolen temporal scanner. They they always use temporal. I just noticed that. It's always these mouthful of words that all temporal quantum mechanics like, I see now. 
Uh, Barry puts together they may be stealing components that would build a cosmic treadmill, a machine to open quantum wormholes in space and time. They need one more part, which is a quantum vibration engine. So Barry consults a friend who may know where one is, which happens to be Hartley, meaning both at Jitters, both Iris and Barry. Now, for those that really wanted Iris and Barry to be working together all the time, Eric said, here you go. (laughs) I don't want to hear that complaint. You've got it three episodes consistently. Uh, Hartley explains why he wouldn't use the engine for timeline destruction. It is useful to charge those damn gauntlets he's constantly working on. And I really did LOL when he slipped them the newspaper with the file because that's how you do espionage. Okay. He could have just slipped them the file, but because he was thinking of attention to detail or someone on the set was, it was in a newspaper. (laughs) Never mind. They're not in an obstructed place at all. I still loved it. Since General Eileen hasn't croaked yet, they aren't going to be able to have a reasonable conversation with him about how they need to hand over that engine. So Hartley suggests not the Flash, but a rogue team of their own to steal the engine before the others do. At Star Labs, Hartley and Barry explain they need four people to turn off the generator simultaneously. I'm not sure how I feel about Chuck wanting them to not use criminals because star labs you know is somehow writing this uh this morality cause with its own prison and justice system right you are motherfucker they're only playing judge and jury they were executioner until barry said we don't do that anymore (laughs) and i feel like he should have said it like hartley i don't do that anymore Don't be prejudiced, Chuck. Why did I have Chuck be prejudiced? This ain't our first illegal break-in, sir. Plus, plus, like, the people they chose paid their dues to society. As this discussion is going on, Keon once again graces us with her presence. When I was actually looking into the the show notes for this episode, I immediately saw an episode, uh, uh, an article <laughs> talking about can we please kill off a character ASAP? I'm like, come on, guys, it's the last fucking season. If you got this damn far, <laughs> I think all known complaints are are accounted for. Let's just make fun of it the way in which the show is totally doing at jitters jocko after officer allen helped him out even got him some visitation with his son he's living his best life as a barista but not quite because when hartley blatantly points out that they need his powers he said Then they go to Mark, who is just annoying at this point. But at the same time, why would you go to him after you dashed his dreams of resurrecting his uh, necromancer girlfriend? I appreciate the fact that Hartley gives no fucks about it. 
man, shut your bitch ass up, nigga. Nobody asked you how to bitch ass thing. You better shut the fuck up before I knock your fucking head off your shoulder, little ugly ass bitch. Stupid ass bitch. Nigga, I'll kick your fucking heart out your chest, nigga. Better watch the fuck out. I did see I skipped over in my notes that Barry had tasked Iris with finding out who the mysterious benefactor is that is providing the tech upgrades for the others because clearly they are not tech geniuses. Iris tasks Allegra with going to the Stark Eyes with Keon to see if there's any missing tech to give them an opportunity to bond because we don't see them or their 0% accomplishment of the day <laughs> until it's late at night on the balcony. <laughs> and Cecile was there just to ask questions and pretend to be involved. Oh, put me in cold. I'm ready to play today. Back to Mark. I think I said it last episode. I'm not quite sure. But if I didn't, the character of Mark sucks. The actor... I mean, he seems like a decent actor. He's just given this very predictable storyline. I mean, he's in the opening fucking credits. Clearly, he's not going to be the villain. <laughs> and then someone named Shy had to go off and ruin, spoil the fact that the villain's only going to be a villain, this villain, for a certain part of the season. I knew he did graphic novels before you'd be like, you knew he did graphic novels, but you knew I didn't know. You know I didn't know. You should have ignored that question when I asked. <laughs> I'm kidding. You didn't ruin that much for me. But uh, now that I know that, that's even more so. It's like, oh, well, what's fuck's sake? Clearly, he's emotionally compromised is what we're supposed to get at this. But it didn't really come off as emotionally compromised. Just came off like an ass. Everyone and literally everyone at Star Labs has lost someone sir your grief is not leagues above the rest and you only and i get it he says this is the only person that ever loved him maybe if he said this only woman <laughs> but he said only so i suppose that's gonna be something harder to give up but still i will say when goldface showed up i was happy i know mimi wasn't because she doesn't like goldface at all and all of his campiness but oh me and this reactor named eric he's in blind wave we just love him okay we love him he's corny it's cheesy but it just it has that i don't know i cannot sometimes account for my uh my likes and dislikes but there you have it i was very happy to see him come up out of that tomorrow <laughs> He likes to make an entrance. <laughs> he admits that he got out of jail, which we did find out after their makeup session that they ended up did going to jail him and Aminette. However, he turned state witness on that bitch with his second in command outing that it broke his heart and he still stays up at night crying about it. <laughs> so I told you that in confidence, book club will remain a safe place. It's just so silly, but he's got his henchmen and he's always, it's just it's so, he makes me happy. Him being around makes me happy. <laughs> so I was glad. I was. I did not expect for them to recruit him in the rogues gallery. Certainly not. And he calls Barry Allen, Officer Allen, 
also known as the chemist. <laughs> Can we talk about how Red Death apparently put audio microphones all over the city? Although it did look cool on that Gotham poster, the redness. The rogues get testy with each other with Goldface immediately once they get back to Star Labs. Uh, being like every black person that's ever watched the show being like, how you afford in this place on a government salary? I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Swiftly, we go to Iris, who's disappointed that Chuck, yes, I'm now making that his name, has nada to offer. But when did this become the story of a lifetime? <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> I think that they underplayed that just a bit. Usually I don't have as many issues with Iris's storyline, but I will say this kind of came a little bit out of left field. Just, 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 just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Also, by the script, I'm supposed to have believed she was angry at that moment, but I didn't feel it. When Chuck was like, what is wrong with everybody today? I was like, you mean your girlfriend? That seemed like a pretty reasonable response. I miss Captain Code. When they were discussing the plan, and I kind of thought Eric missed opportunity for Barry to rehash that iconic line. Especially when he went back to them. <laughs> oh, I was just waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Like, what's the plan? Do the plan. Carry out the plan. Rule number four, forget the plan. <laughs> I just, I, I, I wanted him to say it. The criminals want to know who gets dibs on the heist, on the goods from the heist, with all thinking they deserve it, with Mark teasing that Barry is the Flash several times, but not saying it just because he wants to be a dick, which I think is a dead giveaway for the fact that he isn't really evil. He could easily be reformed. He's just pouting. Since Barry freaks out and tries to micromanage everyone <laughs> they realize uh he doesn't trust them jacko was the most heartbroken and i was like damn barry when he was like even me barry didn't even <laughs> he didn't even change his expression <laughs> it's like i wasn't even arguing <laughs> all he was mad at hartley's horrible music choices <laughs> So they leave to do the heist without him. He goes to Iris and admits that he screwed up. Uh, that they have to depend on the po the possibility now that the rogues may actually, that they want to steal the item. They just don't want him coming along. They kicked him out of the group. Iris admits that she hit a dead end too. She also, uh, she also admits that she thinks she won't accomplish anything for herself before she becomes a mom, which by the way, is an accomplishment in itself, but I get it. She must've forgot about the timeline in which she wins two Pulitzer prizes and it has a whole damn empire girl by, I can't finish one damn novel. His pep talk inspires both to realize the rogues need freedom to choose their own path they did have several kisses in this episode just saying goodbye that felt authentic and i like that part that inclusion of the west island love she goes to chester to apologize for absolutely nothing he's like yeah your faux anger inspired me to dig a little deeper and i found out that the tech came from wayne enterprises 
Allegra speaks with Keon and learns that she's a daffodil. Barry shows up to apologize that he took the easy way out when he realized that they were arguing with each other and that they might screw up his plan. <laughs> but he, I did like when he showed up, like, got room for one more. Kind of adorable that the flash is friends with not friends but you know the friend of my friend is my enemy is something to that effect uh with him saying that hartley hartley's plan was great he's gonna get the engine but everyone else will get two hundred and fifty thousand. jocko was so happy like bitch i just was a barista now i got half a million dollars and or quarter million dollars in my bank account i did love the next scene because it was a little comical that even Jacko figured out talking about they have the same jitters order. <laughs> but Gofez was like that person putting putting the math together, like, wait a minute, we left five hours ago. How the fuck did you get here? My name is Barry Allen. I am the fastest man alive. That's the first thing you said to Barry. It's a lot of gold up in here, Barry. <laughs> The plan goes well until Mark betrays them, typical, and the other rogues come out to do battle. Hartley refuses the offer to join Amar, and while it is a bit stunted, appreciated the time they took to address a deaf villain, with everyone very conveniently knowing how to sign, but not so well that they actually know how to sign, but that they could communicate, and that's believable to me. Because if you are, you're like, yeah, I know this criminal and if you are in the criminal underworld you you know you got to speak everybody's language you just can't nah Jocko and Fiddler find themselves attracted to each other over their love of nine inch nails until she is brought back to reality he said baby I feel like they really didn't go into why she's evil I could see it with Mark oh you want something I promise you that it's a false promise I see with a killer like oh I'm a killer I like to kill boomerang is also I'm just not going back to jail but with Fiddler I don't know her deal it just feels like she was recruited and that's about it before we can get a full-on rogues battle with the dampener now being off so Barry can get all suited up red death I don't even know why you get suited up everybody gonna know who you are by the end of this season red death shows up to neutralize Barry with negative speed force who didn't even need help taking them B minus B minus folks out let's just be real okay he could have he didn't even need to transport the other rogues there Barry could have taken all of them one don't even got fucking powers he just got a fucking fur coat and his abs <laughs> the other one has boomerangs the other one has a fiddle <sighs> The Flash don't need help with these people. At Star Labs, Barry asks for the rogues to help with the entirety of the situation, not just the threat now that the now that the Flash is outnumbered. To which Jocko agrees, seeing as he has a son that lives in this city. Of course, I don't want to see it leveled. <laughs> Goldface, because he doesn't want to lose his business. 
He said, fine, I'll help. Oh, because you don't want to lose your... I said I'll help. I didn't say I need to give you the reasons why I'm helping. Hartley, because he was always gonna. And Goldface did quote some Edgar Allan Poe. He was a little bit of a pervert, if, but he's in the book club, so I get it. The new speedster is uh, possibly the new negative speed force avatar. But when Barry mentions the bat signal alarm bells go off for Iris, Chester informs them that Ryan Wilder, which is Batwoman, disappeared after going out on patrol and hasn't been seen since. So it does not take long for them to realize who's probably in that suit. Now, how did she get there? That's interesting. Because I just, I kind of thought maybe this was, uh, I mean, I knew, I thought they were going to bring it from another timeline. Uh, But this negative speed force avatar thing, why would he go after Orion though? Maybe because the Batman is kind of the dark side and the Flash is the light side. I will be interested to, to know what the story is. I did enjoy the fact that <laughs> and his new team, Mark. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. They all took turns dragging him for filth. Mark then cowering though before the non-intimidating Cruella Ryan DeVille was the most underwhelming moment in the episode. She's like, who are you? I'm against. I'm concerned. <laughs> that's that's what the fuck I am right now. I'm concerned if this chick can play a villain. All right. I will reserve judgment because she's only been out of the mask for 1.2 seconds. And then she had to do a scene with someone who is comically about seven inches taller than her. But I do like the idea of a female villain in a very masculine suit. It seems to be nanotech. That's interesting. A different way to look at that. But how is this going to, because they already dropped it, that this is somehow going to connect with Iris. I don't know how that could possibly be. But I'm sure the next episode that is already dropped will have those answers. So I'm not going to spend too much time speculating. That's all my uh, opinions on on the third one. It wasn't too bad as I stated. I gave it an 8.4 out of 10. But it wasn't, uh, wasn't quite as on par with the first episode. We do have feedback. Let's hop into the mailbag. Mail, motherfucker! What up, Christina? It's Mimi. Uh, this is my feedback for The Flash, Season 9, Episode 3. Um, this episode was alright. I, I, it had its moments, but, um, I, I think there's some parts of this season that I'm just gonna have to deal with. Um, and it's, it's, that's happened before, so I think I'll be fine. I don't think the parts that, it, like, bored me were enough to make me 
not enjoy the episode. Um, so I guess I could just start with the things that I could have done without the whole, like, I've said it so many times, the Chester and Allegra thing, it's, it's giving very cringe, and I, I just can't, I don't know what it is about them, like, them separately are good characters, but for some reason when they come together, I, I'm not a fan, and I honestly can't tell you why, I just, I'm just not. Um, so whenever, like, they're, I guess they're, like, Allegra's avoiding him now because she doesn't want to deal with her feelings. So just prolonging this cringiness, which is, in my opinion, is making things worse. Um, but I think that's just something I have to deal with. Um, and then the, the whole, uh, Keon, um, I, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has ever seen this movie, but I, I love, like, Disney movies. Uh, Nickelodeon movies like I'm a big fan and I have been for my entire life and me being almost 40 hasn't changed anything but one of the movies I remember I believe it was I believe it was a Disney movie I could be wrong but it was called Sky High and I think that was the first time I remember seeing Danielle uh, Patabaker and uh, she played I think her name was Ivy I could be wrong but she played this uh this uh, character who they they were sky high they were like all uh, kids of like with superpowers and they were going to school and they you know they were learning uh, to be a superhero or a sidekick and basically uh, her character had like nature powers like she could control plants her powers were pretty dope but Keon reminds me of her and I don't know if it's the plant thing or if it's the the, you know, her, like, Danielle was really young. This was probably, I want to say, the early 2000s. So, you know, it was 20 years ago. She was a teenager. Um, so maybe that's what the similarity is. But I, I don't know. And I also think that her not having to emote very much, she's like a blank slate, so to speak. So I feel like because of Keon's, uh, like, just nature of her being basically a newborn is making it um, easier for Danielle to play her so her acting isn't as terrible um, and I don't know that might just maybe she's getting better I, I can't really tell you but her character is, isn't bothering me too much um, I, I saw something where someone was just I think I, I think I was on um, TikTok. I'm not sure, but someone was just saying that, you know, they shouldn't have had uh, Caitlyn die because, like, it, like, it, like nobody mourned her. Like, and I know that that was something you brought up. But, I mean, if I was a fan of Caitlyn, which I don't know that anybody is. I, I feel like more people were a fan of Frost, but um, it would bother me that, um, you know, my the character I love that died, especially one that's been that's been on the show since the beginning, um, and it was such a like a abrupt death that not many people got to mourn her. And they pointed out that Barry didn't even cry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but in his defense, he told the girl not to do what she did. And, you know, her and her determinedness is what killed her. And, you know, it is what it is. She's dead. And now we have this different character. So Danielle's still getting a check. Um, but I just, 
I can't understand why no one is pointing out like her obsession with nature and her I feel like it's her ability like her abilities are going to be plant nature related um, I'm assuming she's going to have some type of superpowers I can't imagine her not having them um, but I guess we'll see like she straight up talked to that plant right, right there and uh told Chester the plant's name and he didn't even acknowledge it so um I guess I guess we'll see but I do think she's supposed to have some type of nature power um especially with what her name is from what he said um so I guess we can just get into this episode um the one character um Abara um the murderer like I don't know, is this supposed to be like Ragdoll? Is Ragdoll not a, not, does not exist anymore? I don't know. The whole mask thing is weird. And I'm not quite sure why they're doing it. Um, but it was like, I, they were talking about the character like we met them before. You know, the, the, the med student turned serial killer like what happened and not saying that you know people really need a reason but i would like to know like how you go from mad student to serial killer were you killing people silently because you were a mad student and you wanted that adrenaline from saving a life because if that's the case like how you go from that to this there's a big difference and then you got this spectacular ass knife that where that come from i know you got to upgrade from uh, the new villain of the of the of the season but you had that knife before i i'm sorry i just would have liked some background and i'm very interested to know what caused this man student to go rogue like this literally went rogue um and then the fiddler i don't know she's i don't know her character is annoying but i also think uh uh what's his name uh messer he's kind of annoying too i don't know he is he annoys me um but they're stealing tech because they're trying to get a treadmill i'm not sure i can't remember we probably don't even know yet uh why the batman even though the symbol on her chest looks like a broken bat is that supposed to be like a black lightning strike between it broken in half i'm not sure but it's a bat symbol but it's not really like there was like a piece like there was like a piece missing in the middle and i don't know maybe i'm imagining things or maybe i didn't see it the way i was supposed to but anyway um barry like gets a gang of misfits together like okay jocko i get um but you know how Goldface gets up my nerves. Um, his, the fact that his face and body does not match his voice still annoys me. I think it's hilarious that he sold out Amulet, Amunet for, um, you know, <laughs> his freedom. It's supposed to be the love of his life. The last time we saw them, they were making out and grossing me out. And he straight up uh, sent her away. <laughs> In his defense, though, he's a th- thief. But she's a she's trafficked humans. So between the two of them, she's way worse. So yeah, bye Felicia. 
Um, and then I just, I don't know, the whole thing with uh, the Pied Piper, like, are you supposed to be a villain or are you supposed to be good? Because I can't tell. I don't murder people anymore, but I fight people and I do and I steal and I do bad shit. I just don't murder. So you're still not good. I thought we were trying to see his character be good, but that's clearly not the case. And he wants this treadmill to keep his uh, team safe. That's the only way? Okay. Whatever. Um, and like I, like I said, I get Jocko, but the rest of them, I just, I don't know. And I don't know why in his mind, like, very seriously, like, you had this fucking betrayal coming because you know goddamn well Mark Whack Blaine loser face doesn't deserve another chance. He straight up told you that he like he fucking hated y'all and he left. And you thought asking him for help was a good idea. When they had the, the last uh, episode, I didn't send in feedback, but I knew as soon as uh, we got the comparison between Pod Piper when he was talking to Keon and she was like, you know, you know, you're you're not, you you didn't change for a person, you did it for something else, some like you know that's not really a change. And I was like, that's exactly how Mark is. Like Mark, you you were a shitty ass person when we were introduced to you. You even tried to kill Frost. And, you know, you were like, I'm different. And now that as soon as Frost dead, you turn and do some fucked up shit all over again. That lets me know that you were never good to begin with. Because if the only reason you were changing was for Frost, take Frost out and you're going to go back to being a bad person. And that's exactly what he did. And I'm not surprised. And I kind of think Barry deserves it. I don't know. Like, I knew he was going to be a shitty ass person. I knew, like... He was so obsessed with the fact that he wants Frost back. And y'all act like bringing people back from the dead ain't ever a good idea. I We've never seen it work out. <laughs> it's always an awful idea. It, it always has consequences. Because once people are dead, they should stay dead. That's just human nature. Like, death is a part of life. And once you die, your life is over and you don't get another chance. Like, that's the way it's supposed to be. And anytime you break that cycle, something unnatural happens. So why he thinks bringing Frost back is a good idea and he's so adamant about it, I don't know. Why he was so willing to kill Keon and just be okay with the fact that he was going to unalive her. And she don't know no better because she's basically a newborn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's trash. Um, I guess we're supposed to see the rest of the roads later on when Barry needs them. I don't know why he thinks he needs them. Y'all got y'all ass whooped. They didn't help at all. They were able to, to get the coordination of the plan together, and it would have worked had Mark done the right thing. But y'all didn't help in the fight. Barry, you got your ass whooped multiple times. Why do you think you need them? I, I'm just confused. It was entertaining to watch, though. And I'm mad even Jocko put together that Barry is the Flash. I don't know how everybody in Central City don't know. I feel like they should know by now. Especially when Barry be walking around. How you gonna order the same shit as Barry Allen as you do as the Flash? Seriously, sometimes really smart people be dumb as hell. And Barry is one of them. Um, it was funny that uh, Goldface, like, now he knows. I guess I guess you gotta keep him in the loop now that he know you the Flash. Um, 
which is not good because he's a criminal. And he says he's a criminal, and he's not going to not be a criminal. And now he knows you're the Flash. I don't know. Barry should be used to getting betrayed by now, though, because it happens every, every fucking, every other episode. <sighs> um, I am uh, interested. I do feel like, uh, I know Barry and uh, Iris had a talk, but she does seem sad and a little off. Um, and I guess it was only because she feels like she's not going to get, you know, this, this crack this case before this big, big, uh, story before the baby, before Nora comes, but I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, they, this is probably when they're going to have them become the wonder twins <laughs> when, uh, they least expect that something, something's going to fuck it up and they're not going to be brother. Uh, they're not going to be one, one than the other, they're gonna come at the same time and be the Thunder Twins. What Wonder? No, Wonder Twins, Thunder Twins. I feel like the Thunder Twins is a television show I used to watch. I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about. The Tornado Twins. There we go. <laughs> it came to me. I really hope that happens because I've been waiting for that line for Barry to say we're gonna need more diapers. <laughs> That's probably gonna be when they come out. <laughs> And, because, you know, I feel like because Barry already knows the future, and, you know, he had a whole ass book. And we know Barry got a good ass memory, so even though he destroyed the book, like, that shit ain't in his mind. Um, I feel like uh, he's probably gonna, um, not, they're not gonna do an ultrasound. They're probably not gonna do anything. They're probably gonna have Gideon just, you know, look, look Iris up, make sure she, she healthy. And then that'll be it. And then next thing you know, the babies come out and it's two of them. <laughs> that's neither here nor there, but that's just my theory. Um, random thought. Um, but like I said, this episode wasn't terrible. Um, it, it is doing the stuff that I wanted with the, like, you know, the, the, the villains. And then we trying to figure out what's going on. And, and you know, every week Barry uh, is fighting them. Um, I am enjoying that, but we also get to see some West Allen together, like, alone time. They were in France, uh, making some creme brulee, um, that, that looked cute and fun, even though they had to do it 45 times to get it to taste delicious in flash time. I thought that was hilarious, um, um, and very cute, so I'm glad we're getting that. So, hopefully they stick to this little formula, um, and then we got the reveal that our girl, Batwoman, is uh batgirl no she's batwoman is um this villain which we we knew thanks to sasha um i'm hoping that maybe like this is like the fact that ryan is missing in our world it, no it can't be because there's no there's only one multiverse there's not a multiverse anymore everything merged so now that ryan is missing something must have happened to her to where she is like corrupted and she was corrupted by the negative speed force is what it sounds like so i guess we'll see but i'm gonna end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch we me out Thank you, Queen Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. So I agree with everything in your feedback. Uh, I even wrote down in my notes, he better end the season with, we need more diapers about 90 seconds before you said it. Just listening to what you were saying. I agree. I do think Keon has some 
connection with nature. She's like, oh, I feel really good out in the rain. She did talk to the plant. Like she was like, it was kind of funny because you had two people having a conversation and you look over and she's talking to a plant. <laughs> but she can, I believe she could actually communicate. Considering both Iris and Barry are, gave birth to the forces of nature, I'm not going to squabble, you know, because some would squabble at that. Uh, I'm sure they will try to connect it in some, in some way. I think Keon's going to have a purpose and it probably will end. It, it could possibly end with that character dying as well or doing something that actually helps the team, even though they're a very minute character. I'm okay with that. I don't think that that's a, you know, Caitlin committed suicide. <laughs> that's, that's what I wrapped it up. <laughs> she made a conscious effort of, I am not coming out of this machine. <laughs> Y'all got to live with that. I wanted Ragdoll more than I wanted this characterization, Amar as well but i'm intrigued by a mark too i'm like why didn't we get that backstory why do i gotta get boomerang and fucking fiddler why what, what this is a cool looking character why didn't just more like is our backup here I'm like, where did you come from there's pulling rogues from everywhere and i still think that if we had both of those rogues and got rid of boomerang that would be so much more fun i don't know another one of those and you you know it's probably a matter of can you get those actors too uh, I'm really glad we didn't get Aminette back because I've always found her to be cringe. Goldface is the only thing that made her better. It's just why I like Goldface. <laughs> and I think though, you're right with the fact that Aminette was a real actual villain, whereas Goldface is like, well, you know, <laughs> I'll make bad decisions, but I ain't out like you said trafficking people true he changed oh yeah about mark yeah the thing about mark i think i've spoken about it. yeah he did frame her for murder too and she went to jail for it and she still got together with the guy i know second chances is a team flash thing but god damn <laughs> i think frost didn't know how to be loved and that's kind of the purpose of mark she was sexually attracted to someone who was bad. She's like, well, this is kind of up my speed, despite the fact that it's not actually healthy for me. So maybe that is the whole point. Like you pointed out that they made the line of, well, you have to change for yourself, not someone else. That's probably the story arc that they're giving Mark. Lastly, I'm not convinced there isn't a multiverse. I'm just going to just lay on that forever. You're never not going to tell me there's not a multiverse because I want the opportunity of Harry coming back just once. Once we get a Harry, Harry pops back up. He's the first one that made it to the, through the multiverse. That's what I'm, that's my headcanon <laughs> is that he pops back up as another version of Harry, but he's very much like our Harry, not the 50 weird versions, just our Harry. Uh, I think that's all I have as far as when we are getting back together. I was trying to do it next week, but it looks like that's not going to work for shy, but, um, y'all are going to have to discuss. I'm here. I am here. So it's not about what I'm doing. It's about what y'all got doing on in y'all's lives. Cause I'm, 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 I'm here. 
I have cut off all things for the next two to three weeks and took it, it took it all out of me in one weekend. It's like, now again, now again. <laughs> and that is going to conclude our podcast. So if you want to send feedback on our episode four, which should be coming out either tomorrow or Sunday, like at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Again, like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time. Peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Whip it real hard, whip it.